It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. Hey, hey fans, it's Friday. Welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. The greatest of all time in women's golf is here to celebrate this special weekend with us. Yes, Annika Sorenstam is coming up. But before we get to her, it's another awesome opening. Wade, let it go, because you know you just can't stop the pro show. into this fantastic Friday afternoon. Folks, do we have a show for you this afternoon? Big time here. Mother's Day weekend, and we have the number one women's golfer of all time, my opinion, but it's shared by many. This afternoon, we're joined by Annika Sorenstam. We're going to have some fun. I can't wait. How'd you get her to do the show? Well, That's a get, baby. You know, she is um, she is a, a friend of a friend. And, you know, I always talk about, you know, networking and, sure, sure, and sure, sure. be good to others, treat others as you would like to be treated, right? Well, that, that stuff actually works really? there, Mr. Wade Weezer. It does. <laughs> so karma is not just a device to get your kids to do what they're, they're supposed to do? Believe, yes, believe it or not, the advice we give out for all of you kids out there is, uh, is actually valuable stuff. And I, I'm excited because... She definitely represents modern golf in so many different ways. The way she approached the game 20 years ago when she was winning everything, and now the way she's approaching life, and she's coming back into the game. She played about a month and a half ago, uh, her first LPGA tournament in 13 years. A lot of excitement around her career, her businesses, and we're going to get into all that later on this afternoon. You know, I tell you, the first time I met Annika, Way back when, I'm working at Isleworth, and we're down there in Orlando, and we're sister clubs with Lake Nona, where she practiced and played out of. And I'm over there one day, running an errand for the golf shop, and I see her practicing on the range. And her cad, her longtime caddy, Terry McNamara, is out there. He's got a baseball glove on. <laughs> And she's hitting shots, and he's oh, wow. catching the golf balls. Oh, it was and a then, catcher's mitt. No, well, like, 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 a, like an outfielder's glove. Okay. Right? And he's catching the golf balls, mind you, not moving. Okay? And he's right. not standing next to her. And she's using a golf club to hit these golf balls. And she's hitting these shots, like, oh. 60 yards, 80 yards, whatever. He's moving around, yells out a number. Boom, she hits the shot. He snags it, drops it in a bucket, goes That's on. Silly. To, Unbelievable! That sounds fun, actually. I, w- I would be able, like to catch those. Oh, golly! I mean, she such an amazing golfer, and uh, we're gonna have some fun with her this afternoon. I can't wait. And speaking of having some fun, you know who's having some fun is the USGA because they are hosting the Walker Cup this weekend down at famed Seminole Golf Club down there in southeastern Florida, and that's the top ten amateurs from the USA versus the top ten amateurs from what they call GB&I, which is Great Britain and Ireland. Okay. It's a biannual match. So two years ago, they played at uh, Hoy Lake over there at Royal Liverpool, and uh, this year they are at, like I mentioned, Seminole Golf Club, which is pretty cool. You can see that this weekend between your uh, NBC affiliates. They've got it on Peacock and the Golf Channel on both Saturday and Sunday. The matches take place on Saturday and Sunday. They have foursomes which is alternate shot in the morning, and then they have singles in the afternoon. Same format both days. But the reason, one of the reasons I like bringing this up is that 
two guys that have been on the pro show, John Pock, local kid from Scotch Plains, sure. his second Walker Cup, and Ty Strafacci, who was just here a couple weeks ago, also playing the Masters. Remember him talking about the Walker Cup? They're down there. Um, the U.S. team is stacked. Uh, the average ranking of the U.S. team is like 12 in the official wow. World Golf Amateur rankings. And the Great Britain Island team is like 70-something or 70. So um, hopefully that works out for us. In the Ryder Cup, that's usually a challenge. But I think that these young men are focused and ready to go. So uh, speaking who's ready to go, these guys have been going back and forth all week. And that's Joel Damon, okay. who just won a couple weeks ago on tour, and Phil Mickelson, who's, who's always got the lip wedge out, right? So... <laughs> Phil, yesterday in the first round of the Wells Fargo Championship, is leading by shooting a 7-under 64. He had eight birdies and a bogey, right? Phil's 50, almost about to be 51 years old. He'll be 51 in a little less than a month uh, in there in June. But he, at 50 years old, is leading the tournament. And leading up to the tournament, Joel Damon kind of uh, poked a bear. Um, that's not a slight to Phil's no, of course uh, phys- physique or anything, but he was poking the bear on social media and he said, you know, I'm, I've never played with somebody on the champions tour before, you know, meaning the over 50 yep, set, yep, yep. um, you know, and then Phil came back and said, Hey, Joel, I heard recently from your coach that you got your driver ball heads, uh, club head speed, uh, a ball speed up to 170 miles an hour, which isn't fast. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> PGA tour average is like 175 or something like that. So, you know, and, and Phil loves talking about dropping bombs and, the, and they're going back and forth all week about playing, but both of them played great. Phil shot 64, uh, Damon shot 68, um, really good for golf. I mean, I guess they're, they're both working on their MVP indexes or totally, something, you know, totally. for the PGA tour, which is, which is good stuff. Um, Couple other cool stories. Steve DeMeglio of Golf Week reports. You know, everyone was wondering what was going to happen to Ricky Fowler, right, during the Masters because he wasn't going to play for the first time in eleven years. Well, DeMeglio from Golf Week drops this story this week that during the first round he went out and he sat and watched the festivities taking place at Augusta National with Tiger. Really? At Tiger's palatial mansion down wow, there. look at that. In Jupiter Island. Yeah. So they were hanging out together. And um, I think it's probably Tiger invited him over and said, hey, man, it's not that big a deal. You didn't you didn't get to play. But I, I thought that was kind of a cool story that just popped out this week. And well, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't throw it in the update because I we're going to make fun of Ricky Fowler later anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't want to compound the interest for him. And then there's another very cool story. Uh, written by Jeff Babineau, and it was on PGA.com. You know we love our folks over there at PGA.com. And that's coming out of uh, Sawgrass, or TPC Sawgrass, where they hosted the PGA Works Collegiate Championship. And a young man by the name of Gregory Odom Jr. from Howard University, he won the individual title. And while playing in the first practice round at this collegiate championship on Saturday, he had to have his coach, Sam Perrier, come up to him and tell him that his father had passed away. Mm. Mm. All right. Greg Odom Sr. had passed away back at his home in Memphis, Tennessee. He was 67 years old. He had had some health complications, right? Um, so he talked to his mom after the practice round, and they both agreed that the one place that his dad would want to see him was out on the golf course. So he chose to play, and play he did. Now, Howard, his team, Howard University, was in the mix for the number one team after 36 holes, 54-hole championships. We had 18 more holes to play, and Odom was in it to win the individual title. Well, as it goes, 
He shot 74 on the final round and through 54 holes, he wins over Alabama State's Thatcher Neal by five shots. Wow. Okay? And he, he quote afterwards, I knew my dad wanted me to go out there and ball out. Well, Greg Odom Jr., you certainly did. You you did not let down your pops. And his dad taught him the game. I mean, this this story is just is is really really a touching story about the power of golf here we are in this pga works collegiate championship and you know the, the coach is put in a position sam Perrier. i mean this guy he's he's coached for stanford michigan state he's won big 10 championships he has won national championships um when he was at stanford great division one coach and he's like man i've never seen a kid like this go through what that Greg did and be able to pull it out in the end. And, you know, after 36 holes, the press asked the coach and they said, would, would you want the team to win or would you want him to win? If you could only choose one, what would you take? He's like, oh, I would to- totally take the individual title. Right. Uh, after what <laughs> this, this kid. Day. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, Perrier was one to say, he said, you know, there was not another player in the field that carried a more heavy heart than this kid. And to do what he did and to hold your emotions in until the end, just like he did, was just amazing. Um, You know, the kid has got a whole lot of relentlessness in him and just leadership qualities. Just an amazing story overall coming out of that collegiate championship. And, And, you know, it does remind me of all the great things that the New Jersey Golf Foundation does. But, you know, one last thing on this is that Odom Jr. said, he goes, when I found out that I knew, you know, what had happened, I knew he wouldn't want me to sit around. He always liked to see me on the golf course. Well, I'll tell you one thing's for sure. As Babineau wrote, you know, he his dad would have been awfully proud of the way that things turned out and how his son handled himself. So congratulations to you, Gregory Odom Jr., for winning the PGA Works Collegiate Championship and for giving us such a wonderful story and significant tribute to your father on this uh, parental weekend of sorts. And I mentioned them just a second ago, but our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation touch lives in a similar way as that story does. Because the golf season is here and the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is back on course offering introductory golf programs for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Led by PGA professionals, all programs provide an opportunity to experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. Help us continue to positively impact lives and communities through golf. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Folks, it's about... 3.13 p.m. here in New York. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with Annika Sorenstam. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop, he says I'm going to win big. Keyshawn Johnson. Any quarterback that play underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time to go to work, Brett. And Zubin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Weekday morning, starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN. 
Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects sticks and hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while connecting you with like-minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. He flew fighter jets in two wars and taught you how to drive a car. He fed everyone on the block, but never shared his secret recipes. And every time he'd tell a story, he'd own the room. But now more than ever, he may feel alone. Today, older adults and their loved ones are struggling to connect in a time when connection has never been more important. But there is something we can do. Embrace our older loved ones through StoryCorps Connect. With StoryCorps Connect, you can honor seniors remotely with an interview about their life. Every interview will be archived at the Library of Congress, becoming part of American history, so that years from now, future generations can listen in. All right, Grandpa, what's one piece of advice you have for me? Just three words, sweetheart. Live with courage. The man that had the best stories still has plenty of stories to tell. So connect virtually and share the conversation of a lifetime at StoryCorpConnect.org slash AARP. Connect, honor, share. StoryCorp Connect. A message from AARP, StoryCorp, and the Ad Council. You got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I, I get a lot of that, too. As the Pro Show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920. Today's guest of the show has 10 major championships, 90 worldwide wins, and once fired a 59 in an LPGA tournament. She's a golf business CEO, foundation leader, and a mother of two. When it comes to golf and life, she is truly one superwoman. Nice work on the board there, Mr. Wade Weezer, with this intro. Annika Sorenstam, welcome to the Pro Show. How are you today? Good. Hey, yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you very much. I love that introduction. Superwoman, I've never gotten that before. Well, it, in my opinion, you certainly are. And it's, it, you know, it's kind of a weekend for superwomen. So I'm wondering, for Mother's Day, do you have anything special, maybe family golf planned with everybody on Sunday? Well, my, our son, Will, is playing in a junior tournament, so I'll be caddying for him, and then I, I'm hoping to make it back for a mother's brunch. So, yeah, it will be a great day. 
Well, wait a second. You're caddying for Will in a junior tournament. <laughs> you know, they talk a lot about also like Tiger caddying for Charlie. But um, similarly, you show up on the first tee. Um, what like, do you get reactions from the other parents? I mean, that that's a, that's a, that's incredible. It's fun. Yeah, we, uh, it's funny. We take photos and, you know, I'm trying to focus on Will and he's looking at me, but there's photos. And uh, the last tournament I carried in, as a matter of fact, one of the boys that he played against, his sister had played in one of my Annika Foundation initiatives. So it was kind of fun. I'm like, what are you doing here? And she said, what are you doing here? So, uh, yeah, it was kind of cute. Oh, that's super cool. Now, you know, that, so that begs the question. Your kids are growing up um, with a Hall of Fame golfer as a mom. Um, do they go to, like, junior golf camp over there at Lake Nona? Or, you know, how, how do your kids learn the game? Do you help them? Or if, if you're the child of Annika Sorenstam, the greatest women golfer of all time, how do you learn to play golf? <laughs> well, I've learned to be quiet. I have learned not to say too many things. Um, you know, Will does get some private lesson and he does some junior golf, uh, you know, group lessons and he enjoys, but I do play with him the rest of the week. So we go out of, you know, I would guide him a little bit, maybe it's, you know, course management. What are you thinking? You know, pre-shot routine and those things. But when it comes to instruction, you know, I try to stay away. I know that, you know, I want to keep the relationship, the mother, son, and I don't want to have anything, but it's what's what's happening actually is more and more he's starting to ask me for advice and that I like then it's coming from his side and not from my side oh that's pretty cool so let me take you back a couple of years when you compare the difference between the two like say a junior golfer learning nowadays and then go back to when you and Charlotta were learning to play junior golf um, is the experience somewhat the same or how do you feel like you know your kids even will are taking to the game versus the way you and your sister did you know, it, it has changed quite a bit, I would say. Um, I guess I have to give away my age. But, you know, when I started to play in the early 80s, you know, it was just very, very different. It wasn't so, you know, I remember, you know, the instructors we had were, were top juniors at the club. You know, um, I was just a beginner, so I didn't get the professionals. I didn't get our main guy. I was just getting lessons from some single-digit juniors, and it was fun. So we had a lot of friends, and we spent time with them, all of them. But uh, – Nowadays, I just look at him and it's so much to offer for these young kids now as far as instruction. It's very, very professional. I mean, they're very knowledgeable. You know, they teach them so early about, you know, course management and the mental aspect of them, even the fitness. I mean, fitness really didn't come along until, you know, a little later when people realized that maybe you should work out. I mean, obviously, Gary Player and Greg Norman were two of the bigger stars that were doing fitness, but then it wasn't really until, you know, Tiger came out and, and I was working out quite a bit. And, uh, but also just think of the junior equipment. I mean, I, I remember getting clubs that were adult clubs that they chopped off and put a new thin grip on, you know, we didn't have the clothing, we didn't have any of that. So, you know, and especially not the technology either. I mean, nowadays you feel a new swing and you get instant feedback and, and so, yeah, I mean, it has really changed. And, uh, you know, a lot of it, I think it's good. I think, you know, we see a lot more juniors playing today. It's a great sport for families. So, you know, I'm all, I think it's, it's a good change. And, uh, you know, but we make it, we made it work, whatever we had at that time. Does watching your kids take to the game, was that one of the inspirations for you coming back at this point in your career? Yes. Uh, I would say also COVID. It's uh, funny, you know, COVID came, you know, a little bit over a year ago and, and we were in Florida, kind of locked down, and, and golf was one of the sports. And, 
that we can do. And we have, you know, putting green in our yard and a little bunker. And so we would go out there and uh, Will and I would spend time together. First, it would be more that I would look at him. And then when I was looking at him, I said, well, I might as well get my clubs. Where are my clubs? And then I you know, started to practice a little bit. And I was, you know, it was feeling pretty good. And I started to have an interest again. And then the more I practiced, the more, you know, the, the better I got. And then I started working on my swing again. And that's kind of one thing led to another. You know what, folks, if you're wondering who that voice is this afternoon, it is the World Golf Hall of Famer, Annika Sorenstam, joining us here to celebrate Mother's Day weekend. And as you get back into playing, Annika, was there a first aspect of your game that you wanted to try to work on that or did you just kind of just start playing with Will? How did you go about getting yourself ready to then compete in the game bridge about six weeks ago? say I had to go back to basics <laughs> it was it was the grip it was the setup of the ball position my aim you know my balance all of those things posture and just trying to get the feel again and you know when you get when you're away from the game I mean one of the things that go first is just the short game you know the feel you know the putting and the chipping and and uh and then on the range that for me was the consistency and of course I've lost some distance uh since my prime so that can be a little frustrating you you know you know you're supposed to hit the a five iron, you know, one set carry 175, and all of a sudden it's like not going anywhere. And, uh, you know, my first tendency was to try to hit harder. And as we all know, that's not really the solution. So I felt like I had to go back to basics and just keep, you know, finding the rhythm, making the body work together again, you know, just kind of more in sync and, and uh, just kind of let it, let it take the time. I mean, it was frustrating because it's part of me that's still in my mind. I knew how to play and, and all of a sudden I'm just not doing that. So, uh, but now, I'm, you know, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm really starting to feel uh, every little movement, and I'm able to adjust it. And, and um, you know, it's not as consistent, of course, and it's not as long. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I can play some decent golf, and it's a lot more fun then. Well, you know, we get to share this time with you today, and you use the word consistency. And when I think back to you when you were playing in your prime, there just really wasn't anyone any more consistent week in and week out. I mean, it, the epitome of that is your the amount of cuts that you've made in your career is in the high 90%. I mean, it's just amazing the consistency you brought to the table. And I'm wondering, you've been so successful since you retired from golf, from competitive golf, and you've started all these different businesses and the different, um, you know, kind of tentacles of the Annika world, corporate world, right? Um, I love to give a good leadership message to my listeners is there a way that you applied the consistency of your routine when you were um, at your, competing at your highest level toward the way you now approach life as a leader in business? Oh, there's no doubt that golf has prepared me for the next chapter in life. You know, when I was playing, I wasn't really thinking about that. But then when I entered another phase in my life, I realized that I can rely a lot on golf. But there's so many similarities and, uh, you know, one of the things that obviously golf teaches us all is patience. You got to be patient. You know, it's a frustrating game. You play 18 holes, but you got to be patient and keep on grinding and never giving up. And, you know, just the, the discipline and, uh, you know, the hardworking uh, skills or the hardworking, you know, you have to be hardworking character. And, and, and I think that all of those skills have, you know, just kind of moved from golf into my business today. I mean, it's all about, you know, just, you know, I had a lot of confidence when I left golf. I mean, I felt that was at the peak of my game. I was number one in the world. So, of course, I felt like I could, 
I can do anything. And I jumped in the business world in 2008. And as we know, that was uh, a tough time. It was like, you know, it was a, the economy was crashing and it was just an awful time. And I remember just thinking, wow, this is, this is tough. And, you know, at the time, nobody was necessarily buying golf clubs. Nobody was buying high-end clothing. I had a high-end wine. You know, we had an academy and nobody was spending money. Nobody was going anywhere. And it was a tough time. So from a timing standpoint, it could not have been any worse. But I think that, you know, we all learn from probably more from bad times than we learn from good times. I mean, when if I didn't play well, you know, I would analyze and say, okay, what could I have done better? You know, was it, uh, you know, was it course management? Uh, was it my mental approach or was it just, you know, maybe my feel around the greens? And I did the same thing in business. I think anybody, you know, from a leadership standpoint, first of all, you got to, um, you got to do as you say, you know, and cause that gives you credibility. And, uh, you know, if you have a team around you, they're going to be able to trust you and you got to be consistent. You need to, you know, share that vision. And I did that with my caddies and my, my coach who had an open communication channel. I said, this is what I like to achieve. And, um, you know, let's work together and get there. You know, speaking of working together, we're going to have to take a quick pause here. It's great to be with Annika Sorenstam this afternoon. Folks, thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Up next, more with the greatest woman in golf. Players who've always been at the forefront of social change. We all respect the decision and we support her decision more importantly. And Mike Golick Jr. We saw a Black Lives Matter shirt at a NASCAR race. You have finally opened the door to make a new group of people feel welcome at a racetrack. The new knows no limits. Janae Ogumike and Mike Golick Jr. are Janae and Golick Jr. Weekday afternoons at 4 on the new 920 ESPN. Today's interview is brought to you by our friends at Beedratty. Beedratty is known for their irrationally comfortable Peruvian Pima cotton polos. But did you know they've branched into new categories? You must try like boxers, layers, button downs, and even performance fabrics with their Dratty Sport. The theme with all of their products is meticulous attention to detail. Details most companies choose to overlook. Be Dratty thoughtfully considers like our favorite Russell quarter zip where the front pouch is sewn into the garment and not topped on, allowing for a slimmer, less bulky fit. Shop the entire Be Dratty line at BeDratty.com and receive 25% off with our exclusive discount code KJS25. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake.
probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show. I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Hall of Fame golfer Annika Sorenstam. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Before we get back to the back nine of our conversation with Annika, how about a little rock and roll to start the weekend? Come on, Bono. What a fabulous Friday afternoon. We are sharing with Annika Sorenstam. All right, let's continue to go down this road here. You, since that time, have created quite an unbelievable empire. You have the Annika collection through Cutter and Buck. You have Annika course design. You have an academy. And of course, you have this wonderful foundation. Could you please share with my listeners basically what the foundation does? Because I love what you're doing in order to grow the game and especially getting more young girls involved in golf? Well, thanks for asking. I mean, I love, I love uh, working with young girls. You know, the, really the mission is to inspire the next generation to fulfill their dreams because I feel like I'm, I'm living my dream. But it's also a way to say thank you, you know, say thank you to, you know, to golf and how can I give back to the game that was so nice, that was so nice to me and that was so good to me. So, you know, what we do right now, we're 13 years into it. So we have seven global tournaments. Uh, we have, that includes the college tournaments. Um, and, you know, all the girls that play in these events, they are 12 to 16. So it's a, it's a really a crucial age because, um, as you know, a lot, a lot of young girls, they quit the game of golf when, um, when uh, you know, when they get to 14 or 15, there's a lot of distractions, whether it's, school, their girlfriends, boyfriends, shopping, you know, and devices and all of that. So it's a really a, a critical age to keep them, um, you know, to keep them into the sport. So these seven tournaments, they range from Europe, China, uh, USA, New Zealand, and then Argentina. So we're really a global initiative, which is what, you know, looking back in my career, that was really what I did. I played all around the world. And, and uh, so it's, you know, inspiring places that, um, you know, maybe not as as golf is not as big as over here in the u.s but and then we give out an award to the best collegiate um, female division one player um and that's been really uh, really good it's on the award presented by steve and it's actually voted by players and media and coaches so it's not just based on performance it's more of a character award which we which we like and uh, and then we have what we call share my passion days share my passion days are uh, small initiatives for girls that are six to twelve years old uh, it's more introduction to the game, you know, the basics, how to hold a club. We we talk uh, nutrition because I think that that's important. And then I do a clinic and we take a lot of photos. So it's, again, to introduce them to the game. And if they already play at that age, then to, you know, inspire them. And we talk about, you know, what we do when you get a little older. We have college coaches that come to these invitationals. So it's become a great uh, recruiting uh, place. So we feel like we're giving these girls a platform to showcase you know, their skills and uh, hopefully walking away with 
scholarship, especially if you're an international player, these opportunities really don't come along very often. That is so cool. I love that concept of the share my passion days. You know, myself being a PGA professional, one of my passions is to get as many people involved in the game of golf and, and having as much fun as possible. But as a PGA professional, I'm aware of the fact that the, the largest group of people entering the game of golf are women on an annual basis. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is, is that the largest group of people exiting the game on an annual basis are also women. So we're coming out of the COVID surge of golf. We had 50 million more rounds last year. Annika, what advice could you give to the men and women of the PGA of America or just folks at your foundation? How can we continue to engage more women to stay in the game? Not to just try it. We have plenty that are trying it. But what can we do better as a collective group to engage women and to keep them involved in the game? Well, it's a very good question. And, and I would agree with you. It, it is a little bit of a, you know, problem. I think, you know, if we just address the problem first, it's, you know, it's a lot of it is, you know, the, the time it takes, you know, it could be time consuming. So we need to find ways to, you know, when you go out there, maybe play nine holes or just, you know, enjoy your time on the range. I think that's really important. So you don't have to go out there for eight hours. I'm sorry, 18 holes. It feels like eight hours, but maybe, you know, five hours. You know, it's a lot of time. Um, I think something is also the dif- the difficulty of it. You know, a lot of women feel like it's a difficult sport. And a lot of it has to do with equipment. You know, I think we need to make sure that women have the right equipment in their hands so it makes it easier, that it's not too heavy, that they don't inherit, you know, the husband's uh, old clubs were super thick grip and heavy. You know, it's just nobody can hit those type of clubs. So we need to make it, you know, easier for them to do it. And then I think the social aspect of it, you know, a lot of places, women don't always feel comfortable, you know, they get to a club and, uh, you know, they might just not know the language and, you know, which I've always find so interesting when you start analyzing the name. If you think of a pro shop, right? Pro shop, if people think that only pros can go in and shop, you know, it, it sounds funny, but, you know, in a driving range, if you feel like you can't drive the ball, then they don't feel like they belong there. So, I think, you know, just kind of working on the language and making women feel a lot more welcome at, at clubs is a start. Um, and then again, the friendship, having friends going out there. Because, you know, if you look at all the positives, I mean, it is, it's a very, I mean, it's a good sport. You're outside and it's healthy. You know, you're moving. You know, it's good for your heart. It's good for your muscles. Uh, I know it can be frustrating at times, but it has a mental uh, aspect to it as well. So it has a lot of benefits. So we need to keep these women uh, into the game, but, you know, maybe changing some of those uh, those uh, problems that I mentioned. I never thought about that with a pro shop or a driving range. That's really cool. So, you, you know, you pick up these things because your life has been, you know, in the world of golf and you've been out on the front lines with your foundation and growing the game and doing all of these wonderful things. What have you seen out there that excites you in 2020 or 2021 that we're doing as a collective group in order to get more people, have there be more diversity in golf and have there be more women involved? Because I I think that sometimes locally and regionally, we only kind of see our own little mini golf world and you get to see the whole golf world, let's say from 30,000 feet. So I'm interested to, to kind of pick your brain and, and figure out, you know, what gets Annika Sorenstam inspired about golf in 2021? Yeah. I mean, it is, um, you know, there's a lot of fun ideas out there. You know, I think people are very creative and, you know, and it's some good people in the sport. I do think one of the things that we're seeing is a lot of growth of off course uh, golf, you know, whether it's like, I'm just taking an example, like top golf 
um, maybe, you know, these simulators. Uh, there's a lot of things I think that people are doing that we can, that we can do. Uh, but, you know, it's fun things when people combine, um, um, you know, just the social aspect of it. Not every club is, uh, um, not every, um, not every, you know, sport is, um, like golf when you can have that social aspect you play nine goals go nine holes and then you go out and you have a glass of wine and you're social uh and then you know so i think we need to focus more on that and and not be so much performance based i think women not all women some women are very competitive <laughs> i know that for a fact but some women you know they just don't like it so you know maybe we can focus on events where it's more team events they feel like they're more of a you know group that can help out and not that individual you know pressure uh, pack situation well, you know what, Annika, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. I know you have a very busy day, and I wanted to celebrate Mother's Day weekend with quite possibly the best golfing mother that there is on the planet right now. So I, I know that I know that Will is your caddy, um, has a pretty <laughs> has a pretty good guide for his tournament on Sunday. And and I wish you and Mike and your whole family and Ava, I wish you a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. You know, personally, as a PGA professional and and someone we're around the same age, I, I have felt the Annika effect. And it's really cool to hear you talk about golf being more social because, you know, so many people during your career look at it, looked at you as such a focused person. And for you to give out a message that golf can be fun and social as well, I think is just a tremendous statement. And it's tremendous of you to come on today. I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for having me. And um, anytime, it was fun to chat. We, I, I love the game of golf, and I want to try and do anything I can to grow it from grassroots up, you know, to young girls, to women, to just enthusiasts in general. So thank you very much. Well, what did you think of that there, Mr. Wade Weezer? I loved it. She's great. She is impressive. And she said this off the phone. I'm not going to. She's actually taking her mom somewhere. <laughs> That's why she can't talk very long. It's Mother's Day weekend. She's taking her mom somewhere. The number one female golfer of all time is currently like performing Uber service for her mom. For she, her mom, she could pay to have a hundred people do that today, and she's doing it herself. So that's uh, all you really need to know. I mean, I tell you, all you really need to know is listen to that interview, and she is just an amazing inspiration. And that interview, in and of itself, was brought to us by our new sponsor, Summer Golf Brands, and the different lines that they bring to the golfing world, which is. Be Dratty, Fairway and Green, Zero Restriction, and of course, EP New York. You know I love that Be Dratty. I tell you, it's the most comfortable stuff that I own. Their Peruvian Pima cotton is hands down just something. You want to talk about COVID wear at home for virtual <laughs> meetings? I've I never mean, heard COVID wear it, like it, that. It's unbelievable the comfort that this stuff has. And, you know, it's... Willie Mays' 90th birthday this week. I, I saw it, right? which is amazing. They have this thing called the Say Hey Willie T, right? In fact, I'm wearing one today. Okay. Unbelievable. Cozy? Oh, man. It is, hands down, it is the most comfortable t-shirt that I own. So if you want one just like this, Wade Weezer, snag 25% off at bdratty.com with the code KJS25, and it's exclusive to you and all of my listeners. KJS25, got it. Hit that up, you know? And you know who else? is impressive as Annika Sorenstam. That's Patty Tavitanikit. Now, you might remember this name from the LPGA a couple weeks ago. She won the ANA Inspiration. She's a rookie out there on the LPGA Tour. 
unbelievable player. Well, she and the PG, the LPGA are in Thailand, which is her home country, and she is making the most of this trip. Round one, nine birdies, one bogey, 64. Mm. Round two, six birdies and an eagle. No mistakes, 64. She's 16 under, leads by three after two rounds in Thailand. And the reason I bring this up just after the interview with Annika is that that's the way that Annika used to play. Sure. And now there's a generation of golfers that are out there that are completely inspired by her and what she brought to the game. Not only just her level of consistency and competitiveness, but the athleticism that Annika used when she played. I mean, she dominated Wade Weezer. Yeah. You know, she's We're, the goat. It's 20 years ago, but when you look at her seasons, and I was going through a lot of her different seasons, 2000, 2001, 2003, I mean, she's winning multiple majors. She's playing on, on the men's tour uh, at Colonial in 2003. In 2000, she shoots 59. I mean, unbelievable. And, you know, like you just brought up before, and right now she's running errands. That's you it. Know? It's what and, she's and doing she, today. And imagine, okay, so... Let, let's just let's just say you and I are the other two dads on Sunday at this golf tournament with our with our sons playing against Will um, Sorenstam right. and uh, it, her, his caddy is Annika. Sure, and we're standing there, and and, and um, I turn to my son. Caddy. Yeah, I turn to my son. Oh, and I like good luck. I'm already, I've already lost. I mean, Dad, do you mind if I ask ask uh, that the kid's caddy what I should be using on this? Yeah, Dad, do you mind if I ask her if she'll carry two <laughs> exactly. today? Yeah, that's fantastic. I need a little bit of help, you know. <laughs> There's no doubt about that, man. It was great spending time with her, and it was great being able to celebrate Mother's Day with with such a fine, shining example of how golf and the real world intertwines. Her success and everything that she does. Um, I just can't say enough good things about Annika Sorenstam and. You know, quite honestly, I can't say enough good things about where we're going for the rest of this afternoon. So as I look at it, we're fast approaching 4 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with, of course, the weekly update. Keyshawn Johnson. Any quarterback that play underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time to go to work, Brett. And Zubin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Weekday morning, starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN. He was the heart of your family, and he taught you our history. He helped you fix your first flat. He was the best backyard DJ around. And every time he'd tell a story, he'd own the room. But now more than ever, he may feel alone. Today, older adults and their loved ones are struggling to connect in a time when connection has never been more important. But there is something we can do. Embrace our older loved ones through StoryCorps Connect. With StoryCorps Connect, you can honor seniors remotely with an interview about their life. Every interview will be archived at the Library of Congress, becoming part of American history, so that years from now, future generations can listen in. All right, Grandpa, what's one piece of advice you have for me? Just three words, sweetheart. Live with courage. The man that had the best stories still has plenty of stories to tell. So connect virtually and share the conversation of a lifetime at storycorpconnect.org slash AARP. Connect, honor, share. StoryCorps Connect. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s, like go back to college, 
learn to skateboard? Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody. But saving for retirement is. At aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a free three-minute chat with the friendly digital retirement coach, Avo, and receive personalized tips to help boost your savings. Start chatting with Avo today at aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Right now, our country feels divided. But there's a place where people are coming together. I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation. And it feels good. Wow, your story is so... uh, Interesting? Yeah. (laughs) When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. And you're listening to ESPN 920. Unbelievable time there. And if you want to share that Sorenstam show with your friends, the podcast will be up tonight. You can grab it on iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Stitcher. And of course, next week, if you want to hear our guest, you can stream us anywhere at 920ESPNNewJersey.com. Just hit that Listen Now button. Fun little uh, Mother's Day serenade there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Nice choice on that one. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. Yeah. And mothers. Yes. (laughs) Every Friday, happy Mother's Day for you, you mother. There's no doubt about that. But no, uh, obviously, I appreciate all that you do here. And uh, you know who else we appreciate? We appreciate our friends at TaylorMade. High draw, check. Low fade, check. Bump and run, out of the sand or flop shot, check, check, and check. No matter what shot you need to pull off, there's one ball that's better for them all. That's the all-new TP5 and TP5X from TaylorMade. With a newly redesigned dipple pattern that decreases drag and increases lift, it's the number one ball in golf, no matter the shot. So whether you need to hit over the trees, under, or even through them, hit TP5 or TP5X, the one ball designed to handle it all. Learn more about TP5 and TP5X, and to find a ball fitting near you, head to TaylorMadeGolf.com. Leading off this week with the Pro Show Update, and the hits just keep on coming. Well, last week we talked about Michael Visaki. Yes, he was that social media darling who earned a spot by Monday qualifying into the Valspar Championship. And then the Twitter account Monday Q School posted the video of Michael calling his father and emotionally telling him with tears in his eyes that he had qualified for his first PGA Tour event. Well, that video, Mr. Wade Weezer, had more than a million views. Wow. More than a million views. And he, he almost did make the cut at the Valspar Championship last week. Well, as it turns out, 
Michael won anyway, because this week he received a call inviting him to play in another PGA Tour event. No Monday qualifying this time. He got a sponsor's exemption Boom. into the Charles Schwab Challenge in Colonial, or in Fort Worth, Texas, played at the famed Colonial. So there's a lesson in all of this, Mr. Wade Weezer. If you work really hard to reach your goals and, you know, you allow the golfing world in, you just might have an opportunity to go great places in life. I mean, Michael did all of this because he was authentic and because he was a hard worker. So kids, be yourself, put your head down and grind, and you could end up like Mr. Visaki too. Plus that karma thing you talked about earlier. Always, always. That. Yes. I mean, look at the example that uh, Miss Sorenstam sets. Sure. Right? Live by that. Unbelievable interview there. And, uh, you know, people like her and Michael Visaki, we all look up to them. Speaking of someone that I look up to, she's still got this. Amy Bockerstedt is set to become the first person with Down syndrome to compete in the National Collegiate Athletic Championship. The 22-year-old golfer will play with her Paradise Valley Community College teammates at the NJCAA National Championships May 10th through the 13th at Plantation, Plantation Bay Golf and Country Club in Ormond Beach, Florida. Bockerstedt is the first person with Down syndrome to earn a college athletic scholarship, and she became a viral sensation, if you remember back, way back when, when she played the 16th hole at the TPC Scottsdale with PGA Tour player Gary Woodland before the 2019 Waste Management Phoenix Open. They pulled her out of the crowd. She hit the tee shot with the big amphitheater there. She hit it in the bunker. She splashed out of the bunker to eight feet in the famous line. Everyone, we heard it over the microphone. Gary was like, hey, you know, good luck. And she's like, I got this. If we only, if all of us had her confidence. Yes, and she made the putt, right? And, you know, has taken off since. Um, she and her family created the I Got This Foundation in 2019 to provide golf instruction and playing opportunities for people with intellectual and development disabilities. Congratulations to her. Good luck to her. Amy Bockerstedt is a legend. Her determination is a shining example for all of us. Good luck next week in Ormond Beach. Gooch is good for it. Taylor Gooch missed the cut at the Valspar and as a result found himself having to deal with a heckler on Twitter. Go figure, right? Heckler on Twitter. Uh, in, in a wild twist, you're going to love this one. However, the confrontation then evolved into a situation where Gooch decided to reimburse the gamblers who had bet money on him that week. So he gets this this tweet sent to him. Three bogeys in a row. You are so bad at Taylor Gooch. You know, he closes with three bogeys, misses the cut. Uh, tweeted at yada yada, right? Sure. To kick things off. Uh, to which Gooch replied, did you bet on me? And this set off a six-hour marathon of tweets going back and forth where Gooch finally says, I'm ready to reimburse this troll for his gambling losses, right? Um, problem is, is that other, re other Twitter users kind of saw what was going on and they went back and forth and he reimbursed more than a couple. If they sent him evidence screenshotted that they had him on the whatever, bet, right. you know, monkey knife fight, DraftKings, whatever, um, and that he then Venmoed these people. And, it, you know, and, I, you know, I think, you know what, Taylor Gooch, considering the news of last week in the uh, player impact program, it's a savvy move to pay out a couple bets in order to gain some social media merit points. I mean, I bet his uh, him, his meltwater mentions and MVP index are growing. Absolutely. After this clever <laughs> correspondence. His phone's going to blow up, though. <laughs> yeah. If he continues to play like that. Um, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's great when those guys interact yeah. with re with real fans. That's that. That's what's so great about social media. Forget the the troll trolling portion. The fact that you can interact. You got a chance to talk to this guy. It's fantastic. Uh, it's just it, a fantastic story. Taylor Gooch. He gets it really good. Like a Max Homa guy. And I know they're buddies too. So they probably they've probably been talking about doing these things. All right. COVID cases 
COVID, COVID-19. You ever heard of that, Wade Weezer? Mm, refresh me. All right. Well, Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel reports that Brendan Todd became the fifth player in two weeks to test positive for COVID-19, and he had to withdraw from the Wells Fargo Championship this week down there at Quail Hollow. Uh, four players were forced to withdraw from last week's Valspar Championship. That was Terrell Hatton, Sepp Straka, Will Gordon, and Bryce Garnett. Uh, the tour informed players, we reported on this about a month ago, that they they plan to stop testing on site uh, in July. They've now pushed that back, back to August, but at some point they're going to stop and it's going to rely upon the players and their caddies um, to get the job done and yep. to be tested and or to be vaccinated. So, you know, speaking of that word, without turning this into an elongated vaccination discussion there, Mr. Weezer, right? Um, I mean, what's up? Uh, Brendan, the purse this week is over $8 million. And almost 1.5 million to the winner. So I, I've I've got two words for you, buddy: Moderna or Pfizer. Right? And they're free, by the way. Yeah, I mean, eight million dollar purse. This guy's like, nah. I'll, I'll 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 throw caution to the wind. All right. Monahan throws some kryptonite on the Super League. Oh boy. Yeah. Big story this week. James Corrigan from the Telegraph. Across the, across the pond there, he revealed that the PGL, which was that premier golf league, which has reared its ugly head again, um, has offered initial payouts of 30 to 50 million to 11 different players, including oh, DJ, yeah. JT, Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama. Again, this premier golf league um, is similar to the whole soccer fiasco that's going on. There's some Saudi Arabian uh, money that's out there um, threatening limits of about a billion dollars that wants to put together like this um, 16 player league starting in 2022 and they are trying to uh, recruit guys and then they started with Phil Mickelson and, and play for golf team you come yeah and they're and they're, they're throwing 20 30 40 million million dollars at these guys so um the player impact program all of these things um are part of this whole discussion. So there was a mandatory, go figure, here we go. There was a mandatory players meeting at Quail Hollow on Tuesday and Jay Monahan, the the man in charge of the PGA Tour, reiterated the PGA Tour's position that any player who joins the PGL or the Super Golf League will be immediately suspended from the mm. tour and will most likely be permanently banned the European Tour, which is partners with the PGA Tour, um, which entered into their strategic alliance, agrees with the PGA Tour. So things like the Ryder Cup, etc. You're not going to be able to the Players Championship, the PGA Tour in general. You go and go play golf for you know that Saudi money, then by you know you're in trouble. So um, two weeks ago, you know when we discussed that forty million dollar Ricky Fowler player impact program folks in golf were wondering why the pga tour would implement such a lucrative program to their stars well here's your evidence at least for the moment the super league is coming at them with a billion dollars in backing so that's a lot of money it's a lot of money man hey wait by the way in a related story no word yet if the super league has reached out to omar uresti's agent not yet, yet. no <laughs> no all right pick it up pults ian polter all right Though hardly considered a slow player by his peers, uh, he received a warning from the PGA Tour over his pace of play and has provoked the Englishman, who is easily provoked, by the way, uh, into issuing a cheeky reply on Instagram. Poulter posted the message he received from the tour on social media, which revealed that he is currently over the pace of play limit 
of 45 seconds per shot by 0.56 ninths <laughs> of a second. Less than half a second, right? Uh, in addition, the 45-year-old let his feeling be known about the warning comparing himself to a Formula One car while he also cheekily apologized to his playing partners. So he, see, he threw something out there like, I apologize to whomever I'm playing with this week. This is the first time I've ever been told I'm 0.569 of a second slow. Sounds like some F1 cars. If I play out of turn, then I'm sorry this week. I am ready and I am hitting. Well, the PGA Tour's pace of play observation list, which he felt he found himself on, is a confidential list. Um, no longer, since Poulter put himself <laughs> out there. Um, per, per the new rules, those on the list will be monitored during the rounds. And if they receive a bad time, they'll get a warning and followed by a one-stroke penalty if, if they continue to be record slow times. Right. So, well... Ian's public response is actually, in my, in my opinion, it's actually a good PR for the PGA Tour, known for allowing slow play at times. So his social media response shows the tour might just have more than one player impact program yes. out there. So let's play faster. I like his Boys. response. Yeah, it was great. I like his response because less than half, half, half a second. That's like when I got pulled over last week. I was doing 35 and a 25. Okay, that's understandable. If I was doing, you know, 26 and a 25. Ah, give me a warning, like they did. Well, <laughs> good for him. That wasn't a school zone, was it? It wasn't a school zone, but anyhow. Okay. It was a whole thing. I, needless to say, my son Jake was late for karate that morning. Hey, let's be honest. It's New Jersey. <laughs> Nobody's in school. All right. One more here for you. Come on, PGA Tour. Do it for the kids. Speaking of which, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Just this past Monday, the NBA engineered a Marvel-themed game between the Golden State Warriors and the New Orleans Pelicans. Labeled the Arena of Heroes, special effects and Marvel-themed graphics were added to the ESPN telecast. You know, based upon the success, if you remember back when, in the NFL playoff game televised for kids only broadcast on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I remember that. Right? Sports Business Journal is reporting on all of this for us. The Olympics have now announced they have a partnership with Twitch, the extremely popular video game streaming service, which will be used to bring the Olympic coverage to a younger audience. All right, PGA Tour. There's three great examples of crossover content by major sporting associations. Each one to date has been extremely effective in engaging that younger audience, and I anticipate the Olympics will as well. I challenge you to create something equally cool. You know, I noticed a number of examples this week on May the 4th. All right. Hopefully more on this story in the future. PGA Tour, let's get it done for the kids, all right? Folks, that's your Pro Show Update for the week ending May 7th, 2021. Now, as we get out of here for Max Kellerman, I'd like to thank our sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, and of course, Summit Golf Brands. Next week on the Pro Show, we are rolling along again. We have Steve Scott. You may remember him. He was the man in 1996 at the U.S. Amateur Finals that lost to Tiger Woods in his bid to win three in a row. Well, he's written a book. He is a successful PGA professional. He's got a lot going on, and I can't wait to talk to him. I've been reading the book, Wade Weezer. It's fantastic. Nice. He tells the story of the final match of the 1996 U.S. Amateur. Really, really cool stuff. And, and I, I just know that uh, Steve's a friend, and we're going to have a great time next week. So check us out. And uh, check out also my man on the board, week in and week out, Wade Weezer. Thank you, sir. And thanks, of course, to all my listeners. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with a quick Kipling quote. I once heard that applies to this weekend. You know, God knew he could not be everywhere, and therefore he created mothers. Thanks for always being there, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife and to my wonderful mother. 
I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.